It's a bone-chilling evening, just a few degrees over freezing here in Innsmouth Sunderhive, and it seems through our pursuits of the truth, we may have kicked over one too many cans of Prometheum in the last few hours here on 665.66 UHMR Chemrat Radio. We find ourselves surrounded by the chittering and chanting of the glass-eater cultists, but fear not, nothing can stop the signal. Coming to you tonight from an old abandoned Dunwich power station of sublevel 199, at least as long as these barricades hold, I am your thrill-seeking, adrenaline-fiend Goblin King, joined this evening by my unhinged, wise-cracking gadget and tech nerd, Marky. I was like, I don't know if this is Tom or me. And what, what do you mean glass eating? The are glass we, eating cultists. Are we going to get to, do they actually eat glass? I don't know. They call themselves the glass eater eaters. It's just sugar cane. Okay. I was going to say. Probably, yeah, it's probably like, just that's so metal. They eat glass and shit and shit blood. Yeah, actually metal if they ate metal. <laughs> not, <laughs> not glass. Not glass. <laughs> Our cool under pressure, tough as nails, bruiser with a secret past beast. I wouldn't say I'm cool under pressure. <laughs> very, like shit very, does not, shit. very not cool under pressure. <laughs> shit dies when I'm yeah, very upset. <laughs> Oddly enough, even though he was our final girl, it looks like Kevin already bit it. We thought he was going to die in the sequel, but uh, you know. We, we have a special guest here tonight with us, Mr. We Goblin do. King. We have your, your partner in crime. We have my child. Yes, your child, your partner in crime, your 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 sunlight beam in this. The in, only in warmth this, in the. Yeah, the only warmth <laughs> in the hive. Your loaf of bread. Se- Senor Emmett. Yes. <laughs> e- Emmett, Emmett the, the, the pug is here with us. Snoring away. Yep. Yes. Good. He's good to go. He's, He's loafing it up. Having a. Having a good old night. He literally looks like a loaf of bread right now. (laughs) (laughs) Our mascot, Emmett. (laughs) We are back for Loris Obscurus episode three, Change in the Hive. I should have wore my brown pants. (laughs) So we want to take a few seconds for you guys to prepare before we share any further. Make sure all the lights are off. Make sure that you're a little scared already. Dial the way down. the way I imagine these like Loris Obscurus episodes going is like when you when you were a kid and tuning in to Tales from the Crypt, right? You're you like, know, oh, let me go turn off the lights. Yeah, like so you bad. turn off the lights, you light a candle or something, yeah. or you put the nightlight on. Break out the Ouija board, right? Break no. out. So, I was going to say break out the weed. I was like, yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're a little older, break out the weed. <laughs> I don't know. When I was a kid, man, like that was that was just. I, I loved that show. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, man, yeah, same that here. Was, uh, Tales from the Crypt. And Goosebumps, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, but yeah, like man. Tales from the Crypt had a whole new, like their intro was oh, scary. Yeah. You well, know, they, like. Just the idea of it. Like we have a host that's like a corpse that has this high pitched screechy voice. Like it was, it set the tone, you know? It was like, I, oh, shit. I literally was at that age. I don't know how old I was, but it like borderline scared me. Yeah, yeah. Like Crypt Keeper, like border, like it was creepy. Well, so like what I would do is when Crypt Keeper would show up, I'd be like, "Hey, it's my my homie Crypt Keeper." Like I changed. You'd, you'd 
pretend yeah, that you got Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, nah, he's cool. We're cool. <laughs> hey, so I'm not afraid of it's, him. Hey, it's <laughs> the homie, Crip. Yeah, people. you know what I mean? Like, the tales from the hood. Like, we, we tight. When I turn off the lights in this room later, I'm not going to run upstairs because we're tight. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Like, I literally would do that when I was a kid because I was like, this is the only way I can watch this and not be already scared. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, some of those were, were terrifying. Oh, dude. Do you guys remember the one where uh, maybe it was another horror movie? There, there's a horror movie where Snoop is like a crypt keeper. Yeah, style that's, that's literally man. called Tales from the Hood. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, is that with Snoop? That's, yeah. That was, uh, that was like, uh, that the sounded really like, familiar. It's uh, honestly, I haven't seen it since like it was out. So yeah. I, I can't remember shit. Well, Crypt Keeper yeah. like teamed up, like, like he would team up with that. Like, yeah. Crypt Keeper, I think, was in Tales from the Hood. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it I'm was like, pretty sure. like he came up, he's like, What's up, homies? You know, like and Snoop Dogg's like, Sup, you know, like, <laughs> was like Yeah, like that was like the beginning, you know, like and it was Crip Keeper like talking to a bunch of rappers. Like, Sup, like, hit this hit this blunt, yeah, you right? ain't cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Inhales, comes out of his rib cage, you know, like Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I used to love that show. There was always one that like there was one that always got me, and it was this dude who like fell in love with like a, a phone sex worker, but she ended up like a man. No, like she was like a little lizard thing. Oh, and like came out of the phone. Like, yeah, it was like, nuts. like she like spewed out of the phone, but like, <laughs> it wasn't until like way later. did I realize like how fucked up it was? Like, like it's this weird his lizard thing. Like you ever seen a fish called a snakehead? No. Yes. Yes. So it looked like that with legs, right? Which basically it looks like an eel, so like, a, like a glass, a glass snake. Yeah. How, how big was it? Like, like you know, like probably the size of Emmett. Like, like, like <laughs> right? But the came whole out the phone? came out like the phone cracked in half and it like crawled out of it, and it was just like this red, like it had a mouth, but it was like these red lips, Ooh. and it was like hey, and like came out because she was oh. like talking to him on the phone, and like the scariest part is he's like he's like sitting on the couch like with his shirt open. Yeah. And this happens and she like crawls up like this oh. thing. And then he goes, Oh, like he's like, you know, just like, she's put your dick. She's got a mouth. You know, like it was just like, sentient fleshlight. Yeah. 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 That's like what it was. dude. That's a horrifying. Like I, I was like, I got a joke. And then I said it and I'm like, that's what i'm saying like it was creepy and then it was like it made you laugh but like still afterwards you're like ooh. (laughs) you're like i don't feel clean so it's like a sock but it's a newt (laughs) (laughs) so i heard i heard something earlier today about how especially younger kids are are, you know we we have an attraction to certain types of monsters like like godzilla and werewolf and all that and i guess part of the psychology there is these are things that are going through like periods of their life. You know, you turn into a werewolf or your Godzilla or whatever, where you're essentially like, you don't understand how to use your body really. And like, you're angry and you don't really understand the world around you. The metaphor you're, for a werewolf is puberty. Yeah. And they they appeal to kids. And that's why I like a lot of kids identify with monsters because like that, that's where you're, when you're like between, you know, eight and 12, you're like, I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm gonna go knock over a bunch of buildings. I don't. I, I mean, that. so in, I don't know enough of it deep enough. I think but. in like I was like ten. We used to have a guy that used to. I mean, it's a ten-year-old kid. There was a kid that used to pretend to be like Godzilla, 
Yeah. Just stomp on shit all the time. Yeah. We used to play a game well, where you'd we like were, run around like well, we used to we used to play a game that was Jurassic Park where you were like the Velociraptor and yeah. you'd like chase each other. It was like tag basically. Yeah, but this guy was playing by himself. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you're like, oh he that, probably, that, you're like, oh, that's different. He probably plays <laughs> Warhammer <laughs> now. <laughs> I think I might have met him. No, I you know, I think oh god, what was it? It was like I only ever knew the vampire kids. I don't think yeah. I ever had those. Yeah, see, I had a lot of those. They used to go out and play uh, suck on each other. Well, no, they were LARP. LARP. Vampire the masquerade. Yeah, yeah, yeah mask. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, my buddy I, was like, was it? I, yeah, I used to. I masquerade, I ran. I ran Vampire the Masquerade in Escondido yeah. for like five years. Oh, people like actually do, do this. Oh, so you, oh. you probably know a lot of the people that I used to know. Yeah. Huh? There, it's really funny too because I run into him sometimes, like still around town or whatever. Like I'll run into him and they'll be like, "Hey, what's up? Do you remember?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, no. It's like, it's like, like we, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about <laughs> like, like I ran the game because I, I have that thing in my head for like organizing groups of people for like events. And like, that's a really weird, but really easy entry into it is running a, a fucking live action role playing game. But when it came down to like playing the game, I'm like, nah. Did I, you go to SDSU? Uh, yep. Yep. Yep, probably not the same. I went to one, and I was like, "This is too weird for me." Yeah, <laughs> like, really uh, weird. It but was funny though, because you, know, like, you guys are weirding me. Out, no, honestly. so like, it's, like, it's <laughs> like it's it's a live action role play, but like you you it's like D and D almost, but you're actually standing there talking to people, yeah. and it's like really, they dress up like what people is wear what suits. is the LARPing aspect of it? So you're in person, you you're dressed up in like nice clothes or whatever yeah. you'd wear. Do you throw like a red beanbag at someone's nope. face? No, 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 no. Everything yeah, everything's rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Yeah. Oh what? Yeah. What's the rock, paper, scissors part of it? So, we so get, let me let me explain. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I went to one where our job, basically I made my character so I didn't talk, so I didn't have to act like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I, was like, like, I, well, I was like, I was like, I can't, I could not do this. I cannot be like, I'm a vampire. Like I couldn't do it. So I was like, look, I'm just gonna You're like I'm I'm a mute. No, yeah, that's what it was. Like, so like apparently my story was that I had died. Traumatized. Well, a dude had slipped my throat. Oh, okay. Right, but I was bitten. But my throat was still slit when I was human. What so when I transformed a knife and threw me into his a barrel dick. of whiskey is like, I guess what it was. So, cause that, that's his how they like with his dick. Jesus. Right? Mark. So that's how, sorry, that's man. how I would like, I would get introduced was the guy who I was with was like, Oh, this is my, and I was literally called Bane. That was okay. like my name. He's like, this is Bane. He's my muscle. Yeah. Uh, you smell whiskey, like whenever you see him and they're like, Oh, okay. Like, so that was like my character. Oh, so they like, they introduce you in that way. Like yeah. your backstory. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then people knew that I didn't talk. Gotcha. Um, so they, we were we ended up going to this house right which yeah. we literally like we pretend we were like all right we're gonna get into a car we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna go drive stand here. in this chunk of the yeah and then they lot. move us over to this other area and they're like okay there's a hedgerow you have to like make it through a door and we're like okay cool and the guy's like we're gonna you know pick the lock right. and we get into this big now room. all this is figurative right? all this is just being explained it, like, it's, you're it's all the, theater of the mind yeah, yeah. Gotcha. you're all around one person who's talking but you're all just in a big like gymnasium or something uh, we were at at SDSU, I don't remember exactly. It was we played on campus it. near the art area. But yeah, it's just like, like out- in a big room kind of thing? No, no, you're outside. outside. Oh, you're okay. outside. And it's like two in the morning. Yeah, the like, one the one in Escondido is held at City Hall. I think it's like whoever the, the person who took it over from me still runs it at City Hall. Yeah, I would it's interesting. Like I would definitely say, like, if you ever have the opportunity to try it, try it. Yeah. Because it's really interesting. And yeah. this game is fun. Like yeah. it's interesting. Well, so it's like LARPing, dude. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because like we ended up in this room, right? And there was apparently a giant bat creature flying above us <laughs> and had a duffel bag full of self-impaling steaks 
Oh. Right? So I couldn't, like, I was laughing because I was imagining the broomsticks from Fantasia. <laughs> like, they were just, like, walking around. They yeah, were like, like this yeah, thing's yeah, like, stake me. Yeah, like, they were, like, humping you, like, how that's how that, you that's, you. that's a picture. That is a picture from the Carlsbad Vampire the Masquerade game that I played in when I was, like, 17, 18. Are you in that picture? I am in that picture. Boy, boy, Ryan, show me. Uh, you find me. So the funniest thing is, like, my buddy had a fire axe. Okay. And I had, like, a full, full shirt, right? Full shirt? I'm in the tool shirt. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I had like a 45. And, um, oh yeah, I think I know like two of those guys. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I know that guy. <laughs> I know you know one of those guys because you're sitting in the room with him. Yeah, I know. He looks, <laughs> he looks, he looks like, yeah, yeah, high school. Yep. Um, was that high school? Yeah. Yeah, I was like so 15, I'm, 17. I'm wearing, the, the thing hanging out of my pocket is legitimately like a, like a secure your toad car chain. That, that this was in my like it wasn't a wallet chain. It was a real chain uh, that hung to my wallet. I, it was that. It was, it was a wallet that chain. It was that okay, time. yeah, I remember that era. Yeah, but but instead Nothing of like to be a, ashamed of, dude. Instead of a wallet chain, it was a of a chain. Chain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always carried. A, I always carried a bolt in my pocket for a fist loader. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, we're in this room and we're trying to get out. And so my buddy like runs over and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to take my fire axe. I'm going to hit the door." And they're like, okay, cool. And they're like, rock, paper, scissors. He does it. He fails. He's like, cool. Your fire axe breaks. It flies off. And I was like, cool. I'm going to shoot the fucking lock. And so they're like, okay. And I like, see, like every like rock, paper, scissors I want. And he's like, okay, you shoot the lock. It opens. You walk through it immediately. Uh, uh, it stays open and you found the exit. Like I just fucking saved everybody. Right. <laughs> and the funniest thing was afterwards. I was like, man, you really would have thought like a fire axe. Like you could at least like, in my mind, I was thinking an axe that's on fire. Wow. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, like a, not a fireman's axe. Not a fireman's like, axe. Like legitimately yeah, like, like a dwarven's fire axe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh. And he's like, what? Come on, man. You can't be that crazy. I'm like, we are pretending to be vampires. Yeah. And there were stakes with arms and legs that are trying to fuck you are, in the middle of a fucking room. We, like, are, we are LARPing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. me that I'm being outlandish. Like, <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me right now? Uh, but it was like one of those, like, I remember coming back and like, there was a woman who, so, so what is the vampire aspect? Of so this? you're vampires, you're in a coven. That's it. And yeah, like that's, it's, it's all about being like, like, uh, underworld. Right. Yeah, it's basically like your, your one of your death so, dealers. So, you know, like, yeah. In, right. But in I'm fact, to see the, the, like, okay, when who, does somebody get bit? Like I'm, I'm like, usually thinking, like hands come up your shoulders. Usually that doesn't happen in the game. So, so you can play mortals if you want, or you can, or you can play. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a weird sex yeah, thing? Okay. It is. Okay, okay. Everybody was sleeping with each other. Okay. Yeah. okay. That, there, that, there, that's, that's where, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. There, there was a lot of, it's one of those, like if you're there after two, like the game, yeah. usually the game wraps up at two. Yeah. Okay, so if they, you hang around after two and you go to Denny's with that, there's usually like, a weird, <laughs> you know, you know when to dip. If yeah. you don't want to be involved in the sex thing, you know when to dip because gotcha. it's very oh, okay, obvious. Okay. It's yeah. like how people used to talk about like Renaissance fairs. Yeah. And they were like, oh, if you stay at the Renaissance fair and it's like, yeah, it's really not like that. Like yeah, it yeah. is, but it's not. Well, I was going to say, dude, it totally is. Yeah, I just know is, when but to it's dip. Not like, yeah. <laughs> is it, it kind of like how, like, uh, I mean, I've never been to one, but like furry convention, like if you go to a furry convention, all of those types of things, right uh, they all it's people who are into this hobby and it attracts men and women gotcha and i am gonna sound like such a pig but it involves a lot of not normally attractive people and 
what what society would deem normally attractive. Yeah, right? if, you're, if you're if you're gothy, yeah, it's like a lot of alternative people. Right, right. So it's a lot of people that are not they're getting not, laid every they're not, day. They're like, not. You know they're I mean? not like, blonde. They're not blonde chicks from the valley who yeah. attract Hollywood. Right. Attention. Yeah. You're not your normal sociable. Yeah. Like, yes. Like yeah. Like like jocks. And you're looking for people like, like minded. Like it's like. So like it's 40k and after two o'clock we do pillow talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if 40k. I'm sure. Had, it, I, I'm sure in certain circles of people who play like 40k all night or all weekends that are in that are in mixed like like co-ed situations. I'm sure it. It's probably not as prevalent because because Vampire the Masquerade is very specific. It's a social game and right. it's very specifically sexually charged. I was gonna say yeah. uh, vampires are usually yeah. in that. This is and this is and this is Anne Rice era vampires. Anne Rice, the person that made the vampire sexy and took the vampire from being like Dracula. So you have the Dracula era vampire, right? That's like I can raise the dead at a snap of a finger. Right. I can enchant you with a look, but I'm going to I'm killing you. It has right. nothing to do with sex. Right. Usually, and then there was ears, a shift. bald heads, yeah. like, and then there was a shift to like Euro trash sexy men. Specifically, Brad Pitt and not Kevin Costner. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah, I remember that. That that vampire era, yeah. and then there was an even further shift into Robert Pattinson and fucking Sparkling in the Sun, right. where, where vampires shit. became even more sexy. Gotcha. So the 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 demarcation between horror monster and sexy man right. was Anne Rice wrote a series of books called Interview with the Vampire. The first one's called Interview with the Vampire. Oh, is that the Suki Stackhouse thing? No, that's no. True Blood. That also came out of the Anne Rice movement though. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So that's when you take monsters and things like that and you make them you sexualize from them. you sexualize them. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like where werewolves it's like they could turn they're like a normal they're like this big buff they're like, dude. Yeah, and I then it's like, "I'm a dog now." Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like ah. but I, I I can just change just my cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's like <laughs> what It's is, like I remember werewolves <laughs> werewolves were like the unibrow looking dudes right, and now yeah. it's like this big ripped but <laughs> clean shaven dude. dude. Yeah. I'm just going to like I'm a wolf now not, not like, a fucking hair on him I'm, yeah. just, I'm just gonna flat out say if if i'm aware i'm aware pug we're pug yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get real i get real 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 tired around midnight of the full moon and i turn into a pug and i just don't move for 24 so, hours so i did one of those like things right where there was like a game very similar like a larp game like that but right. there were wares and it was very similar to like how true blood kind of functioned okay um and there was, was it called changeling Probably, I don't know. Okay, I can't remember, dude. It was, same, I same was trying company. to get, I was, I was young, I was trying to get laid, I was yep. in all sorts of weird circles. Um, like you know, I, was yeah, I was all over the fucking place. Like, if I ended up during a communist rally, I might have been. I don't know. You know, I was desperate. Like, I, was just, I was just around. I was just, I was just everywhere. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I'll try that. Like, <laughs> And I did one of those things and they were, they were wares. Like you could be aware, like those were Panthers. Like right. I think the most common one was like a were leopard. And I was actually, there were vampires that like they hated each other. And a masquerade had a vamp, I had werewolves too, I think. It's a, yeah. It, so, so, uh, the, it was a were bear basically. The company, uh, the company that owns white wolf, the company that owns the property for vampire, the masquerade owns werewolf, the reckoning or the apocalypse, I think is what it is now. So funny. I haven't heard somebody say the masquerade in so fucking long. Uh, they own, they own a game called changeling. They own a game called there's a mat. There's one about me. So, so basically that the entire like premise of their alternate reality is that there is this level below my, that 
Underworld, 100. Yeah. The easiest way to look at it. Um, and then, like this stuff predates Underworld by year. Like I, I was playing Vampire the Masquerade. Now, I swear to God, when Underworld when came out, like people 17. were talking that that was the movie version of Masquerade. So, so the funny thing is, Rob Zombie and Kate Beckinsale both play White Wolf games. Yeah, I'm not surprised. What is White Wolf games? That, That's the, the, ones the company about. that Masquerade? owns all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But there's hey, two. So Kate the Beckinsale plays Masquerade. There's two thing. ways to play Vampire the Masquerade. There's sitting down at a table like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, which okay. is probably the way that I would imagine that Kate Beckinsale. Kate plays. Beckinsale <laughs> and and Kate Beckinsale Rob is Rob, the chick that from, from Underworld. Underworld. Okay. Rob Zombie engaged in it, and then there's Theater of the Mind, which was the LARP side of it. Right. But I I don't know. I mean, like honestly, like again, we're talking we're talking early '90s goth scene and. There wasn't like you were either going to weird tech how, like how German techno find, clubs. How did you guys find out about this stuff? So my best friend's dad, um, <laughs> my best friend's dad in high school was dating a 24 year old girl. Was married to a 24 year old girl who was Good from who was from Louisiana. She was from New Orleans, uh. and she was dumb into goth stuff. And we were 14, 15 year old before like the internet yeah we were for we were no, high school high school okay high school no not before the internet this we is, were 14 15 year old kids so i'm talking 96 yeah yeah it's yeah. like right before cell phones yeah this, this is, is like this is like this is like aol bulletin board yeah era exactly oh god okay. aol um <laughs> and and she was and she was hot and she was gothy and they were into this vampire thing and it was pretty obvious correlation to us that if we wanted real pale chicks that liked red lipstick and had like black red hair mm-hmm. that we should probably engage in this vampire thing because those girls were there. I mean, I like all those things. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that was the introduction. Uh, the, the falling out was that I started being a little bit more interested to, into people that liked to go out and do stuff during the day too. I didn't want to, be super like I'm I'm, oh, I'm they like, like they like live it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 They oh, never yeah. went out during the day. Like it was oh. only at night. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very vampire people, man. I'm very I'm very hair metal goth. Like if you had to if you had to put me in a box in the goth spectrum, uh, I fall into like the motley crew hair metal style of goth. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Like a fucking drinking and partying and being a wild animal is uh, what I like about the goth scene. The like the the uh, I so I dated a girl from the vampire scene that like the, 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 the two weirdest things that ever happened in our relationship is she wore a vial of my blood around her neck. Oh, and she gave me, you telling me about this. And she gave me a those vial girls. of her blood. And then one of our first sexual experiences, she put red, uh, not red. Yeah. She put roses on white satin sheets and had me lay down and then rode me specifically because she wanted to blood stain the sheets with my blood so she could wash them and sleep in them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And like, okay. it was fun. Interesting. It was fun. It was an experience. For a couple months. <laughs> and then, the and then literally my brain was like, what's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, my, mine was, uh, I was not a popular dude with the ladies in high school yeah. and a buddy of mine. I was very much, I was an overweight kid. 
Yeah, same here. You know, so I was always, I was always picked on for that, which well, I mean, it was good and bad because, like, like I said, it became a bully for a little. I was gonna while. say you're also a, a big guy. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a very large individual. I was gonna say you're, you're literally tall just showed large. you a picture of skinny skater. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was I was six foot three in like eighth grade. Yeah, I was just um, short, fat guy. Yeah, but like I've always been big, right? right. And you know, in high school, that's bad. You no, know, yeah. in high school, if you're big, you only date big girls. Right. And I don't, I'm not attracted to that. You know, like, I mean, you guys have all seen my Double track standard. records. Like most <laughs> of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's I'm like, just, just I, you know, I just, I, I just can't help it. You know, it's, it's the way I am, but. Emmett is so disappointed. He's sleeping. You know, <laughs> to, to, to be clear though, he was sleeping before. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't care. But <laughs> I knew a guy, I had a buddy who was another big guy like me and he killed it with the ladies. And I was like, what do you do? He's like, oh, bro, you just got to be around the right crowd. Yeah. And apparently yeah. that right crowd was vampire girls. And it was like, like oh cool like oh they're they're into they're they're like goth chicks rad cool so they, you guys like sucking all, stuff huh? well, no, 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 so I'm, I'm getting there no I'm getting there I'm getting there I'm getting there right so I was like oh cool like they're they're goth chicks cool like some of them are you know like we were young like we were pre eighteen at this point oh, okay, like we were okay. like 16, 17. Yeah. and it was like oh cool like not many of them were like sexually active but every one of them sucked dick so it was like all right. All right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a blowjob. Like that was that was the whole reason I went. Like I was like, this is Fair. this Fair. is gonna happen. You know? Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I, and I, it was great. I had a great, <laughs> I had a great time. I totally was not seeing that coming. I, <laughs> I, I, I identified no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah neither tap me on the head twice. <laughs> tap me on the head twice to warn me. Uh, I, I legitimately just figured out relatively. Did you just get that? No, no. It's just the, the image that popped up in my mind was you slapping the shit out of the person. Like, ah! I Sorry. said, tap me, not smack me. You're like, well, it was. Oh, found out my new kink. Inst <laughs> instructions unclear. I don't... Well, I mean, you're when you're a, a younger person. No, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, a, you're like, oh! <laughs> Panic. I'm gonna I'm gonna and you either you either go or you slap you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I had see I, that's when I found that's when, that's when you end up going finding something good when you when you like your reaction is you smack yeah. and then she looks at you and goes do it again and you're like <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're like oh that that's new <laughs> so so yeah I, I mean essentially a very similar inter introduction you know yeah, we so we we went to we were like, we were like, oh, oh, there's hot gothy girls, and we were, we were stupid into yeah. like, there wasn't that because you know what, you know what else I was doing? I was playing, I was playing video games, and I was going to the aerospace museum a lot to study planes. There weren't many women that went there. You want to yeah. know what masquerade was for me? It was Vatos Locos. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the the chicks that have tattooed eyebrows oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> dated a couple. They hated of those. me because I would always, I would always ask, like I was that I was, uh, you know, you know, I'm blunt, yeah. and I would literally go up to her and be like, "Do you paint on your eyebrows?" Oh yeah, and they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh okay," but like at that point too, like most of them had kids already. Yeah, dude, uh, my my uh, mom, she has no eyebrows anymore because she's plucked them so many times and just drew them in. So it was, uh, you know, I did it. I did it. A gal at one point who did makeup, permanent makeup tattooing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she and, and I, I mean, she was white girl, but she had, you know, her her eyebrows were tattooed on. 
Um, she, I think I mentioned her before. She was the girl who had tattooed. She had had somebody else tattooed her areolas into stars. Oh yeah, okay. I think I remember. Oh, God, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I got. I, I was with the chick once who had hearts. Yeah, and I thought it was like it blew too. me away at first. I was like, "What the?" And I was like, "I don't natural? know if I like that." And then I looked and I was like, "Oh, I like that." Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I am still, I'm, I still don't. I'm just kind of like, I, is that? But the first time I saw it, I was like, "That normal?" Like that. <laughs> you, that you, you grow up. <laughs> you, you grow up. You grow up. Uh, you grow up on three mile. Wrong with you? You grow up on three mile island, girl. I don't understand. <laughs> How, how'd you do that? That's like <laughs> you put a cookie cutter on you. This <laughs> is a, a weird tan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, I, uh, I had kind of, I kind of graduated out of being involved in vampire that oh yeah way. No, into, dude, i did it like, like i did i mainly i hung out with the group that did it because they all went to this one place afterwards that they would call the cabana and it was literally like a granny flat of one of their dudes like one of the guy's houses where they would all go and they'd all hang out. i remember i went there once and i was like cool so what do you guys do now and they're like oh nothing and everybody just kind of sat around and smoked weed and i talk about their characters and a fall lot. asleep and yeah. like, I was like, this is lame. Like, yeah. I thought there was boning involved. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, that, I, that was, I, there is, that was, that was, yeah, that was before going back there. Ah, uh, you know? okay. Like the, I, there, the girls, there was, the girls had paired up and left by that point. Okay. And it was the leftovers that ended up at this place. Ah, uh, you know? gotcha. Okay. Okay. And, and there were, there was stuff, there's stuff that happens. I'm assuming it still does on site. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I had figured out pretty quick that I liked running the game. I liked telling, I liked telling stories. Yeah, yeah. That's real fucking weird, right? And then I, and then that's that's actually my introduction to that lens of if I'm running an event, I'm more comfortable than being part of the event. And there's something too being said, like bringing us, you know, to the topic of the podcast. <laughs> there's something too to be said about playing. A, a game involving monsters and things like that right. while being at a location oh, yeah. where you change the location depending on the story that you're telling. Right. So, you know, like that was the aspect that I liked was I liked that. Like when we went somewhere, we actually had to walk somewhere. Yeah. You physically yeah. walk. Yeah. And like, you're in a group and like, you know, you're, you're not necessarily sneaking around a bush, but you're telling that you are yeah. and you're moving in that kind of position. And, and know, the other, like, the other thing is a lot of times these games, the, the, this style LARP game, just, just like, like airsoft, which is LARP or wasteland, which is LARP, the areas that they choose to host them in have some like ambiance to them. Like, like SDSU has a bunch of old Spanish buildings. Mm -hmm. The, the, the city hall in Escondido is a fucking weird looking building with some weird land around it. Like they're people always these, I was yeah. gonna say, go do it in old town. Yeah, That'll yeah. Yeah. Old the town. fuck yeah. out. Well, they used to do it two in the morning in like, Old Town. Like, yeah. Well, no until Whaley House started getting really creepy. Yeah, and, no yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the chick. I mean, no, dude, Whaley House is fucking haunted yeah, as fuck. Like, no. that, that place. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, dude. Like, it is gives not, me chills it, it is thinking not, about no, it. No, it is not a joke. Yeah, like, I know. So, speaking of haunting, <laughs> uh, hey. last time, yeah, 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 it, it Waxing poetic about olds. It's cool. I, I I didn't even know we shared that. That's interesting. It makes sense. It does. <laughs> like when you think it does. about it and the crowds that we used to run in like yeah. back in the day. <laughs> so last time on Loris Obscurus, Beast brought up a story featuring a woman in white. Even though we very quickly went over them at that point last episode, we wanted to take a deeper look at this paranormal phenomenon just like oh, last the woman time. In white? Yep. Yeah. Just like last time we covered the yeah. uh, Dark Watchers. So a white lady or a lady in white is a type of female ghost that typically dresses in a white dress or similar garment garment, and is mostly seen in rural areas 
and they're associated, generally speaking, with a local tragedy or local tragedies. Now, would a would uh, La Llorona be yes. a white, considered yes. a white lady? Yes. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there. Very much. So white lady legends are found in many countries around the world. Common to many of these legends is an accidental death, murder, or suicide, and the theme of loss, betrayal, uh, of either a husband or a fiance or an unrequited love. So they're in love with somebody and they're not loved back. We're only going to touch specifically just because of time on the United Kingdom and the United States, because there's a bunch, yeah, but enough La, La Lorena lost children now seeks to drown other children to fill that hole is a woman in white story. That, gotcha, movie, okay. that movie was good. Yeah. So uh fun fact, I don't know if you guys know who angry Joe is. Yep, uh, the YouTuber. Yep, yep. His uh, cousin was the one who played uh, the the woman. Oh, really? oh, that's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He mentioned it in one of his videos, like, "Yeah, that's my cousin, such and such." And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool. That's dope, man. Yeah, she did great. Yeah, right. She, she did awesome. Right? As a, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that was uh, what is it? Uh, there's another the Tooth Fairy. The tooth the Tooth Fairy. fairy? Tooth Fairy. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, it's a woman. Scary uh, movie? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, you I mean, dark, they did Darkness make, Falls. The, well, they did make this shitty yeah. movie about it, but it's it's based on that movie was really bad. But it's a shitty movie, but it has one of my favorite reaction scenes of like a normal person to a ghost ever. Where she fucking flies into the like middle school or whatever, and there's a cop there, and he literally just starts shooting at her with his shotgun. Oh, oh yeah. he doesn't oh. run away. He doesn't freak out. He doesn't go. It's a ghost. I need salt. He literally does what a cop would do when being threatened with something like that he shoots it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and of course he dies yeah. because it's a ghost but like literally i'm like that's a perfect reaction yeah that's what i would have done yeah ah! yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he shoots her like four times it just like rips up the ceiling but anyway i'm, I'm sorry i didn't mean yeah to well no like it's based on it's based on a basically a white a white dress story like it's a, an old woman who um was like a dentist uh, apprentice or something. And the husband was the dentist and the husband was killed by like an angry person, you know, and she basically dies of loneliness, yeah. but haunts people and takes their teeth. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. It's like I'm, collect I'm yeah, collecting yeah. the teeth from my husband. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember exactly like the true, like the original, whatever, what, you know, like we can try, we can try. I, I mean, if you guys want Laura's Obscurus episode four, you want me to look up tooth the fairy. tooth fairy? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Actually, what I'd really like us to, to talk about would be, um, more vampire stuff. Uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Oh yeah. We, I am a huge, Bigfoot we got to get into. I am a very, very, very well versed. On Bigfoot? Bigfootologist? Yes. Like, I'm, I am very much like, if I didn't have a job, I would absolutely be a Bigfoot hunter. Like, 100%. Like, Bigfoot fascinates the hell out of me. You think he exists? No. Okay. But no, you'd, but you'd go idea. look for it. But I think something does. I think there's something that we are seeing that, because some of this stuff is like, un, like, you, like there's shit out there, right? But I've learned in... Like, like there's recorded evidence of these things talking, right? Mm, like I'm already getting, I'm already like, like goosebumps already. Right? Like, 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 like feral people. No, no. Like it, the closest thing I can relate it to was like Chinese or Japanese. It sounded like they were speaking Japanese and the whole thing of like Bigfoot being this peaceful animal. No, 
Yeah. No, absolutely not. It is violent. It is aggressive. Like, and whatever it is, like, I'd like, is, there's so many like different theories, but <laughs> what if it's like just a, 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 a Japanese dude in a suit. That's well, no, like, like no, no. So that's <laughs> the, the King Kong suit zipper got stuck, and he's just really mad. <laughs> my see, my thing is that it's actually um, like a spy, Neanderthals, like a, like a lost oh, chunk of humanity or whatever. It's it's it's, it's our 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 Neanderthal relatives. Is, yeah, is what yeah but I mean, if it's Neanderthals, they'd be dumb enough to get no, caught, no. But know? that's that's the thing. Like you got to remember, Neanderthals were better equipped. We, we share, we share like 85% of our yeah, mental Yeah, they were better equipped at surviving harsh conditions mm -hmm. than Cro-Magnons. Cro-Magnons okay. were just smart and worked their way around it. Well, like with yeah. satellite imagery and like all the Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, for, like I said, it's a long shot, but you, like... You think, so, you think the government is like turning so a blind you, eye kind of thing? Have you ever heard no. of the, have you ever heard of the missing 411? So this is the whole idea that like people go missing in natural and uh, national yeah, like parks all the time. Yeah. yeah. Per year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, the whole idea behind that is that Teddy Roosevelt set up the national park service specifically to hide these things from us. This yeah. is a whole, this is a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is more along the lines of like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like the fuck is it like national Enquirer type shit, right? Yeah. The entire, yeah. It, this is all, this is all like fringe. This is probably like mid-level conspiracy theory stuff. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's some, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily too much political it's stuff. It's still interesting like, though. Yeah. yeah like, it's, I'm it's, just, that's why I said mid-level. It's yeah, not just, quite into I'm the, just the, obsessed the with Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed. Like anytime there's like a Bigfoot thing where it's like Bigfoot's like, Oh, someone was killed. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, let me, let me listen. That's like, cool. LARP with Bigfoot people. Right. So, uh, to get back, what type of women go? <laughs> to get back to what <laughs> do you do? Foot stuff is Bigfoot. Of course they do. Yeah, it's oh, all uh, it's all foot stuff. It's all like toes, hairy, brother. Like big hairy creatures. <laughs> like stupid question. Get out of here. So to get back to white ladies and popular medieval legend, a white lady is fabled to appear both day and night in a house in which a family member is soon to die. They also appear within photos just before or after death. These spirits were regarded as the ghost of deceased ancestors. Huh. Ladies in white have been encountered all over the world. So we're going to give you guys a taste, as I mentioned earlier. So in the United Kingdom, we're going to look at England first. Tales from England also suggest that the white lady may be a victim of murder or suicide who died before she could tell anyone the location of some sort of hidden treasure. Around 2019, the castle of Blenkinsop in Northumberland. 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 Uh, it's Blenkinsop and it's Northumberland. Northumberland. Okay, cool. Was occupied by a family. One night, the parents woke to their boy screaming, the white lady, the white lady. By the time they arrived at his bedside, she had vanished. However, the boy reported that the lady had been angry and tried to take him away after he refused to accompany her to a box of gold that was buried somewhere in the vaults below. The same event took place the following three nights when the child began sleeping with his parents. The white lady no longer disturbed him, but he never again traveled through the castle alone for fear of encountering her. Ugh, Another that. white lady, this time also known as the running lady of Beeford East Yorkshire, is often seen on a stretch of road called Beeford Strait. Motorists have reported seeing her... Beeford. 
apparition, Bafford, Bafford. That noise is the dog snoring. The dog, okay. the dog is snoring. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, so what is that? Yeah, I'm like, do you guys hear that? It sounds like moaning, like something in the like, it's moaning. It's somewhere. It's the dog snoring. <laughs> Motorists have reported seeing her apparition running across the Bafford Street. Bafford, yeah. Okay, towards the junction of North. Fordingham. There are also reports of motorcyclists picking up a female hitchhiker on the same stretch of road. A few miles later, the most motorcyclist, upon turning around, notices that the passenger has vanished. In another instance, a car crashed into a tree, killing six people. It is rumored that the white lady cursed the car. In another story, a white lady is seen retracing her steps. She was said to have jumped off of Port Chester Castle while trying to retrieve her fallen child. Her spirit is said to haunt the castle. There is an old ballad sung about a ghost, which is haunting Oakhampton Castle. You get that one right? I can't see it. O-K-E-H-A-M-P-T-O-N. Oakhampton. Oakhampton. My lady hath a sable coach with horses two and four. My lady hath a gaunt bloodhound that goeth before. My lady's coach hath nodding plumes. The driver hath no head. My lady is an ashen white as one who is long dead. Oh, ashen white. I've heard that before. This lady is rumored to be a Howard lady of 17th century who has murdered, who has murdered several husbands and children of hers. Her curse is to collect grass blades in the castle ruins until the end of all time. No historical events or persons have ever been found to collaborate any of this, though. The ghost of a Pomery lady, Matilda, or Margaret, may haunt Barry Pomery Castle as a harbinger of death to everyone to see her in the dungeon of St. Margaret Tower. Matilda is said to have been starved to death by her sister in the same dungeon. Dude, fuck all that noise, man. Like that, Even that name is creepy. Like, hey, man, be careful. Matilda, she, she around the That's corner. Right, I love that name. I know. Creeps the fuck out of me. So dude. If I ever have a daughter, I was going to name her Matilda. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> so to jump into Wales, in Wales tradition, oh God, here we go. Ye Lady Wen, the white lady, or Dines Men Gwen, woman in white, is a common apparition in Celtic mythology of Wales. Dressed in white and most common at Galen Gaife. I have no idea if I am pronouncing any of these Welsh words right, guys. Sorry. Sorry, nobody cares. The Welsh Halloween. She has often she was often invoked to warn children about bad behavior. Ye Lady Wen is characterized in various ways, including being a terrifying ghost who may ask for help if you speak to her. Ye Lady Wen is also associated with restless spirits guarding hidden treasures. Best known example of this is at Ogmore Bridgend. The story also contains many aspects common to such Celtic and Welsh stories, including a hidden cauldron, changing physical characteristics, and chastising the morality of men. She is a spirit long said to wander the area until a man finally approached her. When such a man eventually does so, the spirit led him to a treasure, a cauldron filled with gold, hidden under a heavy stone within the old tower of Ogmore Castle and allowed the man to take half the treasure for himself. However, this man later returned and took the rest of it. This angered the spirit, who, with her fingers turning into claws, attacked the man as he returned home. A man be- the man became gravely ill, but only died once he had confessed to his greed. After that, an ailment known as Ye Lady Wen's Revenge was said to befall any person who died before disclosing where they had hidden their treasure. Sightings and tales of Ye Lady Wen can be found throughout Wales. The village of Iweni 
has both a white lady meadow and a white lady white ladies lane. And Saint Antha also has a tradition of ye lady when to jump over the pond to the United States. A white lady is said to haunt Dunard S. Eastman. Oh, wow. I don't need to pronounce things weird anymore, right, guys? A white lady is said to haunt Dunard Eastman Park in Rochester, New York, also known as a lady in the lake. The 19th century white lady wanders the park area, obsessively looking for her daughter's body, who was slain by a boyfriend or a group of hoodlums, depending on who tells the story. Legend has it that the wom- that the human white lady either killed herself in grief or died of brokenheartedness. The Lady in White, or the White Lady of Avenel, is the most commonly reported apparition at Avenel in Bedford, Virginia. The apparition is thought to be Mary Frances Fran Burwell of the Burwell family of Virginia. The legend has it that she stayed on the front porch waiting for her husband to come home from the Civil War, but he never did. The Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut, has reported sightings of a white lady since the late 1940s, said to haunt the nearby Stephanie Cemetery in Monroe, Connecticut. Tomato Cemetery in St. Augustine, Florida, has been home to stories of a haunting by a lady in white since the 19th century. Legend states that the ghost is the spirit of a young woman who died suddenly on her way to being married and was buried in her wedding dress. Creepy. In Mukalito, Washington, there have been reports of a lady in white who is a vanishing hitchhiker just off Clearview Drive in the forest or on the road near the tree line. The sightings of Resurrection Mary in Chicago, Illinois, are also both the white lady and the vanishing hitchhiker type of legend. In Madisonville, Louisiana, legends speak about a woman called the Silk Lady. Her ghost is said to haunt Palmetto Flats by Highway 22. The story goes that back in the mid-1800s, a woman was riding back from town After seeing her lover off, she was riding down an old logging trail when a snake spooked her horse. She fell, hit her head, and died. Several people have reported her as a woman dressed in a wispy silk dress and her feet don't appear to touch the ground. I've heard that one before. Mm, Fuck that. When she sees someone, she is said to cackle like a banshee. And her feet don't touch the ground? Bitch. Right. In Altoona, Pennsylvania, she is known as a white lady of Wapsi. Her ghost is said to haunt Wapsana Rock, Wapsana Nook, Wapsana Nook Mountain, Wapsana Nook Mountain. Yeah. In the Buckhorn Mountains in the western part of Alatuna, it is said that she and her husband had an ill fated crash over what is known as Devil's Elbow, with both of them tumbling over the side of the mountain. According to the legend, she is seen looking for her husband on foggy nights, but has been picked up as a hitchhiker, and her reflection is never seen in a mirror, but she always disappears when you reach Devil's Elbow. And they must have been on the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. In Yermo, California, at the Calico Ghost Town, author Lauren Morgan Richards is said to have seen the ghost of a white lady up close while it roamed the outskirts of town, and he wrote about it in detail in his book, Welsh in the Old West. In Fremont, California, where a lady of white called the White Witch ghost sightings have been seen in Niles Canyon. A woman named Lori was one of the first people in the area killed in an automobile accident. People claim to have seen her in the cemetery in the area with, along with strange lights. 
Local legend says you can see her walking the ridge between Niles' Hollywood-style sign and the canyon below. In Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a woman in white is connected to the Burnt Bridge Roads history. In 1970, a woman was killed in a car accident while crossing a wooden bridge over a small gully. The resulting fire destroyed the bridge, which was later rebuilt in concrete and gave the road its new name. The charred and decayed remains of the original bridge, however, it can still be seen near the new bridge. Very that reminds me out hollow. here where there's that old fucking bridge that you can see oh, like yeah. a couple miles from here. Are you talking about the one in the park? The old, uh, the old 76 bridge. Uh, I think I know which one you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you're talking about all the ones by my house. Oh, no, it's not that old. close. Finally, in Dallas, Texas, at White Rock Lake Park, it is reported that the ghost of a 20-year-old-looking girl known as the Lady of White Rock Lake, described as wearing a water-soaked 1930s evening dress who usually appears at night along the roadside of East Lothar Drive. Witnesses claim that the Phantom asks to be taken to her home taken to her home on Gaston Avenue in Dallas before disappearing in the car during the ride, leaving behind a waterlogged car seat. Ah, Legend oh. claims the woman to be a drowning victim from a boating accident in the 1930s. Reports of a ghostly encounters were published in Dallas area newspapers during the 1960s. I'm telling you, man, the, drowning, one, the drowning ones are the worst. Right? Uh, fuck all that. Noise. There isn't one of fucking Whaley House? The woman in white in Whaley House? There isn't. I don't, oh, I don't know that one but i have actually had a lady in white experience i have not uh i mean not not in the this sense uh i mean i could share the story it's it's more it's more sad than anything but it's uh it's also interesting is uh, you can share yours first unless you want me to share mine mine mine's gonna almost ruin the mood if you want me to go last or first black dog story no mine's like it's it's a different kind of lady in white thing. Is it really sad or is it funny? No, it's sad. You want to tell your uh, mine's creepy, but not very long. Neither is mine. You want to tell yours first? I got, do you have any any stories? You have a spooky dookie for today. I have, I have a spooky dookie for tonight, but it's not a white lady. All right. Well, I'll set mine, and yeah. then you guys can cheer. cheer yeah. You guys can okay. cheer it up. Okay. All right. <laughs> so about like six years ago, my sister and my brother-in-law, rest in peace, they passed away. They got hit by a drunk driver. Uh, on their motorcycle the day before my sister's birthday. It was obviously devastating to my family and myself. Uh, again, like I said, it's going to ruin the mood, but I mean, you guys, you, I, I keep it, I keep it high. I keep, keep us on a high note. But the, the interesting part of it was that, and I, I want to say my brother had the same experience, but uh, obviously, you know, you're kind of dealing with uh, grief. grief. Yeah. I didn't have a good relationship with my brother-in-law, like the last I want to say like maybe month before he passed away. And uh, before that we were great, but my like a week late, a week after they passed away, I had a dream. And in this dream, it was a, and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard stuff like this, right? Where like uh, you're sitting in a, a white room and my sister was dressed in white. It was like, we were, I felt like we were talking for hours just about life. And then finally at the end of when we were talking, it was like saying goodbye. Okay. And the next day, like I woke up and I was like, fuck man, that was gnarly. Like it was intense. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I asked my brother, I was like, Hey, and I want to say he had a very similar experience too. And then the next night, uh, I didn't have a a good, like I said, a good relationship with my brother last month. Uh, we were going through a bunch of BS, but I had another dream that I was in, uh, the middle East, my brother deployed, he was in the army and uh, your brother-in-law. 
brother-in-law sorry yeah. yeah and i was in comp i was doing convoy security and my bro- i was on the 50 my brother was in the fifth my brother-in-law was in the 50 in front of me and i remember his humvee stopping and then him turning around and looking at me and then pointing to go inside a building so so i go inside this building and there's a guy pointing a gun at me when I turned back around after I cleared the room uh, in the doorway. So like he came in after me and my brother-in-law is standing behind this guy and he's just like, do it. And I'm like pointing my gun at this guy and I'm just like, well, why? He's just like, do it. And like, it was, it kind of went back and forth. And like, as I was waking up and coming to like my, my hand was kind of like in a cone and I was jabbing myself in the chest like really hard, like to the point where I was like, there's scratches like all over my chest. Cause I was, I felt like I was like trying to wake myself up, mm. but it was just a very weird, like, it was almost like he was, it felt like he was like testing me, I guess in a way or something. I don't know. It was just a really weird interaction, but I just thought it was super weird that like I have that interaction with like my, my sister the day before. And then that was kind of the dream that followed. And, and like, I, I never really like, thought too much about it but it was just kind of like a a, after like what what do you guys believe like after death like what happens like do you go somewhere what what do you guys think i'm just curious personally i mean i kind of have a nature worship right sort of background back to the earth kind of thing yeah continue go go back into a continuity continuation of everything right but like consciousness gone right like no, you're not reborn. You're not like going into paradise. I mean, this is more like a personal question. You guys don't have to answer. I don't, I, I don't believe in the, I guess, metaphysical planes of reality that would be heaven and hell. Right. But I don't necessarily think that our energy is wasted. I don't think it vanishes. I think it, you know, I think we, I think we rejoin with whatever great cycle exists and, right whatever expression can come out of that great cycle is the expression that can come out of that great cycle. I feel it, Tom. You, you've also dealt with loss. Yeah, right? No, that's why I'm, I'm Yeah. I, and I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm, no, no, it's okay. It's just, it's like, it's, it, you're, you, it's you, weird, you, right? You, you took me right back to mine. I know. I know. You know, and, and, and that's why I was like, I don't know if I want to go you, first. Yeah, no, you took but me, It's definitely an experience. Like, well, because I, I had, I had the same thing. Did you? Yeah. I, uh, because you lost your father. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, to answer your question, my dad always told me that when my granddad died, you know, that there was a place that we went where it was everything we wanted, you know, and um, it was like, you know, my granddad was up there fishing, you right. know, and, you know, as you get older, you're like, you know, you kind of end up developing your own thing. And, you know, mine's always kind of circled around that. Mm. But I actually really, I mean, it's just what I sounds good like i don't know i don't know i could guess all day long i don't know what sounds really nice is something i kind of figured out myself when i lost my dad Mm -hmm. i i feel that like it's sort of based on the gaia theory which is kind of what what ryan was talking about but it's all about energy and transference of energy things like that but to me it's kind of like this like we're all, we're all on this plane of existence and it is our job in our life to experience one emotion to its fullest potential, right? To its fullest extent, whether it be love, whether it be hate, whether it be, um, you know, sadness, whenever they enjoy yeah. yeah. Um, I feel that everybody is meant 
to feel one emotion to its fullest before we die. And when we die, we take that experience back with us and then we start over for the next until we have experienced every human emotion possible. And that's when we fully return to whatever the energy is out there in the world, you know, like whatever in the universe, like, and it's super, super gaudy, like super like, Oh, spiritual energy. But the only reason I say that is because for me in my life, my one emotion that I have felt to the fullest in every extent is loss. I've lost a lot of people very close to me and I've seen and watched people die and in the most horrific of ways. And so for me, my feeling has always been that like, that's what I've thought it is. And I'm trying not to go deep because yeah, like, no, I feel like it. you fucked me up with your I know, like, I know, story. I know, like I know I'm trying I'm not sorry. to dive into it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, sorry. that's, that's where I'm at. With yeah. It, you know, well, Mark, Mark and I had to open Mark. Mark knows something about my past that I opened up to him yesterday. And the, the second half of his story hit real hard. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. and that's why I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, uh, it, it's it, it is a story of a, a woman in white. My sister yeah. being the woman in white, but well, it's not the, the traditional woman in white. And I don't know if you guys, I, there's a, there's a, I've never experienced it. At least I don't think I've experienced it I, I, because memory is fallible. Like, like we have a very hard time remembering things, especially from dream states. But right. not that I'm questioning. No, but no, like no, that's no. just that's, fun. that's just agree. how it works. So I don't know if I've actually had an experience like that, but I know that it's actually like a documented phenomenon where like people say goodbye. Somebody passes them. away and that they don't have a chance to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then like like your little kid will come in and be like, like pop pop, grandpa's sitting on the couch. Right. And and their reaction is no you know, your grandpa, you get mad because your, your father just died and now your son's saying this weird shit. Right. But then you get up and you walk out because he's insistent. And sure enough, your, your father's sitting on the couch and your kid says like, oh, I just had a nice conversation with, with grandpa. And then, mm-hmm. and then your, the, the image of your father or whatever fades. That's a really common phenomenon in loss. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if it's yeah. maybe just a, a a way of grieving or if it's an actual thing because it, it could be it could be that energy wanting to let you know that it's okay. Right. And in my belief structure, there's nothing that says that it isn't possible in the case. Right. Especially with like bear and and badger, uh, not bear medicine, but badger medicine and coyote medicine. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of it, so so in when I say medicine, I don't mean like, like medical medicine, medicine. I mean magic. Um, but in those two concepts, the idea that like the, 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 the separation between our world and the spirit world has a permeability to it. And that permeability, depending on where you are, can allow feelings to be passed forward Mm -hmm. and how our brains interpret those feelings. You know, it could be, it could be your sister sent you a very warm emotion and feeling of love Mm -hmm. and that's how it manifested. And it could be that you're, you know, or my brain is trying to cope with, yeah, process a traumatic experience by grieving in a certain way that would help me. So work it through. I don't have like sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, something happens in my brain where whatever I'm experiencing is fucking horrible. Yeah. Like whatever I'm recalling is fucking horrible. And I know that I'm in a dream. So I start screaming for my significant other, 
who, who, and she nudges me awake because she goes, you are, you aren't screaming, but you are moaning yep. really loudly. And, and like it triggers her to know to wake me up. And I don't know what connection we share, but like my brain inherently knows that I'm in a dream state that isn't healthy and it's screaming to break me out of that dream state. Mm -hmm. And her reaction inherently knows that I'm in distress and wakes me up, which is, which it just, it's, it's these levels of, I don't know, synchronicity or like shared unity that we seem to have as a human species. And, and I, I, I guess that's why my brain doesn't go to the prescient belief that there is the, the, you know, a heaven dimension or a hell dimension or a purgatory dimension. I kind of go with this idea that, that everything's like kind of like a background radiation or like, I, if you want to call it the force, cause you need a framing the force, right. but like this, this Gaia, this, this ever existing permanence, I guess. I feel you. I feel you. And I'm sorry for uh, ruining the mood for you guys. Um, it was a, it was an interesting an interesting experience that I wanted to share it's just a, because it's, it's still, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. It still falls stuff like this still falls into paranormal because we don't have framing to explain what it is or why it happened. Right. Um, and, and it's part of these weird things we experience and, you know, sometimes they're super close to home and they hit real hard. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about, <laughs> but what does, uh, what is your scary, uh, woman in white story? So there is an area local to where we live, where I grew up and went to high school, called Elfin Forest. And Elfin Forest has a lot of legends. So one of, one of the reasons that I really wanted to dive into Lady in White and give some examples of different things that happen in different countries and all around the United States is because these stories are very common and very, very repeated. This is a very repeated phenomenon whether or not it's documented or true i'm not going to pass judgment on but a lot of people seem to experience these things and the elfin forest is the area here where a lot of this stuff happens um, we, we could i could probably do like an exploration episode if we wanted to on the elfin forest but it's just a very creepy area old gnarled oak trees old growth right? it's a very very old part of california southern california um, it's gentrifying now. There's hiking trails and rich ass houses out there. But when I was in high school, it was chicken farms and, you know, cow pastures and, and these 100, 200, 300 acre properties that were given over to agrarian purposes. And half of them are overgrown. Uh, part of what's out there, just to kind of lay a background, is there was a cult. There is a cult that exists in Southern California. And I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that they're attached to the Moonies. If you guys know who the Moonies are, uh, they're a the, splinter. The name is familiar. It's but. it's like it's like pre Jim Jones. It's before Jim Jones like took over and became Jim Jones style. I don't know who that is. Um, there's a guy, uh, Jamestown. He took a bunch of people down to Ghana, and then they all drank. It, it, the, oh, they the, drank the drinking punch. the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. the drinking the punch. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, and, and I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to do a little bit more research. But there, there's a Christian retreat out there called Quest Haven. And all the people who belong to Quest Haven are like, you have to wear floor-length dresses. And um, all the all the like elder, like the women elders, they wear like nun habits, but they're completely white. Like they're made out of like natural wool fabrics and they're completely white. They're not dyed at all. Uh, it's all natural stuff. And it's, it's just kind of a spooky, dookie place. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it was the place that we went in high school to creep the crap out of the girls we were with so we could get some to return to the vampire mm-hmm. part from earlier. Like there, there's a very, there's a, there's a documented, you scare the shit out of each other and then you get laid. Uh, and it, it's kind of a teenage thing. And, and usually the other thing that's really interesting about all these stories is they're usually really close to like lovers lanes. There's this whole idea of like the places that teenagers go mm. are the area that the town, the dreaded sundown. Yeah. 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 But, um, so we were out, we were out in Elfin forest one night and this was kind of before I really knew anything. I knew, I knew that there was a cult out there and I knew that there were Satanists out there because that was the, that was the, the lore. Mm-hmm. There's reasons for it, which again, it could be its own, own fucking episode, but we're driving up this road called quest Haven road. Cause we're trying to get as close to the retreat as possible. Cause the retreat had a bunch of like security guards and chase you. Oh, so there's actually people there. There, there is a legitimate retreat up there. Oh, it it okay. actually exists. So the lore says that it used to be an insane asylum and then it was bought by this church and it was turned into a retreat. That's not true. The insane asylum was probably closer to, uh, the wing place that we eat. There's that 24 oh. hour fitness on that right. hill. Right, right, That's right. probably where the asylum used to be. Gotcha. But anyway, you know how stories happen. Like they fucking evolve. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so back in high school, we're trying to get as close to this asylum as we could. Cause we're trying to freak each other out. And uh, we're driving up my buddy, Dan's driving up this road in a red Honda CRX CR CRX. Yeah. You know, two door Honda. There's four of us in the car. There's two girls, in the back and there's Dan and I in the front and we're driving up this road and I see this woman on the side of the road and I'm like, Hey Dan, pull over. She looks like she needs help. And, and this woman is standing maybe 25 feet into the trees, into these old gnarled oak trees. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And he pulls over fuck that. <laughs> and he, and he let, and he lets me out and I walk into the, into the woods a little bit and he calls me and he's like, Hey dude, she's not there. Like, I don't know where you're going. Like, there's no one there. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I swore I saw something too, but she's not there. And I turned back around to where I had seen them because I had been walking towards the woman like, hey, ma'am, like, do you need help? Because she's like, it was like crying or like, you know, melt over or whatever. And it was very obvious she was in distress. And sure as fuck, there's no one there. So, you know, we all get out of the car. The girls turn on flashlights. You know, we get we get the, the big ass fucking old like beat a, beat a person oh, to death lights. flashlights yeah. and we're shining them in lights, we're shining them into the forest and then we're trying to see if there's anybody around and I, like i say forest like the grove of trees not really a forest and we're not seeing anything and finally my buddy dan's like hey there's a bunch of weird guys out here like there's meth heads and shit out here like let's get back in the car we need to go like we can't stay around. that would have been my first thought no, i would have been like now fuck this you know crazy you crackheads running around yeah. your feet scratching on the roof of your car <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we drive, we drive further up and we get to this gate and there's like this little area where we can pull over. We pull over, we get out and we, and we start walking towards where we know the retreat is. We get about halfway to where the edge of the retreat gates are and all the lights come on and the security guard, like over the bullhorn basically tells us to go away because they're used to this. They're used to fucking teenagers going up at this, at this point in history, they're used to teenagers going up and fucking with the place. They're like, you guys need to leave. Like you're not allowed to be here. We're going to call the cops, all that shit. So we get noticeably freaked out by that, which like, I just realized as I'm telling this story now at my age, I'd be like, fuck you, call the cops. <laughs> I have every right to be here. <laughs> but anyway, at that time it worked, it freaked us out. So we go back, we walk, we start walking back to his dance car. And again, like there's all this commotion and shit going on. Now, one of the girls says that woman 
is following us. And I turn around and sure enough, it's this woman in white following us. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's just go back to the car and we'll leave. Get back to the car. And she's like, she's still there. And now I'm like, now I'm like a little, like I'm bravado, right? I'm going to protect the women. I ain't going to get one of them. I'm going to get both of them because I'm going to act all brave. (laughs) So I walk towards this woman and I get like halfway there and Dan goes, get in the fucking car now. And I, and I'm like, what? And I turn around and he's like, right now. And I go back to the car. Like I fucking hop in the car because he's insistent and we drive off and I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, she was standing in front of the car. Did you not see her? And I'm like, no, she was back there. And he's like, no, she was in front of the car. Whatever the fuck's going on. We need to get the fuck out. And as we're driving down this little dirt road back towards the main road, everybody in the car, except me, swears to God that this woman was chasing us along the side. And it's just this woman in white. So we get back and we do a little bit of quick research and we ask a couple of questions over the next couple of months, like the next couple of weeks. And we find out that apparently, this is a local legend, this woman was on her wedding day and she was on the back of a motorcycle, like the 60s. And they went around that bend because there's a big bend out there on Harmony Grove Road that kind of goes around before you go up to San Aleo. And she fell off the back of the motorcycle and cracked her skull open and died. Uh, uh-huh. And that's the woman in white that people see out there. And she she's trying to get help. But the way she does it is she apparently gets in people's cars and then vanishes. Oh, can you imagine if she just popped up in the car? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. We would piss ourselves. I would literally shit. We pissed ourselves. I would shit. But but so here's <laughs> so here's car. I got a Nurgle nugget in my pants. Yeah. So here's the weird thing about that, right? Like I don't know. Like like I'll I'll tell you right now. I know I saw all that shit. Yeah. But knowing what I know about the human brain, and especially being in a like sexually charged environment where we're trying to freak each other out at like 16, 17, I don't know how much of that shit was like post hypnotic suggestion. I have, I have no idea how much of that was. The girls were like, there's something out there. And I'm like, we psyched ourselves up and, and you know, now I'm just remembering it 15 years later out of order or whatever, but like still telling you You guys walking towards her and it was a fridge, right? You know, like it was an old fridge in the, in the trees. Yeah. You know, like it's an old fridge in the trees. You're walking out. No, I've been out somewhere where I was working security for a ranch from border hoppers. So I was out there looking for, for people. People. Yeah. And I swear to God, I was looking through my night vision scope and I was looking at this dude hunched over, curled in a ball sitting there. And the more I looked at it, the more he looked like a dude curled over in a ball on the ground till we finally walked up and it was a bush. Uh, so you know, weird, like, but, but like the more you look at it, the more you're like, that's definitely a person. There's a person there. And we, then you walk up now, and you're like, it's a shrub. We like, now have to go look at it. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those where I was like, cool, let's go. Like, <laughs> it's like, nope, it's a shrub. Like, you're like, like like bushes are looking like people and I'm yeah, hearing well, a baby that, cry. I'm leaving. No. And that was the thing is like the guy, like my partner that I was with, he didn't see it at first, but when I told him what it was, he saw it, you know? So it's one of those things. It's like, I was like, you don't see a dude like curled over and he's like, Oh my God, it is, you know? And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I could tell you, you could have been a fucking refrigerator. Right. Right. She was like, there's a woman over there. And then you're like, that refrigerator is a woman. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like your our, brain just is like, Oh, there it is. Like, our, our brains are built to recognize patterns. Like yeah. it's the thing that separates us from the elegant Emmett. So, so we do that. We see faces in places that there aren't faces. It's the reason that people see like Jesus and a loaf of bread and stuff like that. Abraham Lincoln out of a sock. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you, do you have a spooky dookie for us tonight? Uh, yeah. 
so this one, it goes back to, to a little bit more tying to like my Bigfoot thing. Okay. Uh, but it's really just about animals, right? Like I think we've all kind of had an experience where there's an animal that you can't quite, doesn't act like an animal, you know? Oh yeah. Like, like a skinwalker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this one, I like, I'm almost like, like it was so, so the scariest aspect for me was that in this situation, um, I lost track of time. My buddy who was behind me, uh, was didn't right. Like didn't lose track of time. So there's a gap that is really weird and I can't explain. So we were, we were staying, uh, we were coming home super late one night and, uh, we were coming from out East actually out of this ranch that I used to, I used to work out at. And it was, it was awesome, dude. I worked out of this horse ranch. Uh, these people were really cool. They used to let us do whatever we wanted. I used to go out there and like build, build roads for them and stuff. Cause I knew how to operate machinery. That's actually how I met them. And they were like, Hey, you know, we've got a problem with border hoppers. Like, would you guys like to camp out a couple nights? Like we'll feed you. And like when they fed you, they fed you, you know what I mean? Like it was like good old, like country, like Ranch Dutch, style oven. Yeah, Dutch oven, like red beans, like, Oh, oh yeah. And so me and my buddy and like another one of our friends, like we'd go out there every once in a while when we had a, a night to ourselves and we, you know, basically cowboy it. We'd camp out overnight. We'd all be with our shotguns and rifles and just keep an eye on the property. So we were coming back one night and it was probably two or three in the morning, right? Like right around like that, that weird time. Witching hour. Yeah. And driving home, mind you, we're coming from East, like far East, which is like the canyons, right? Like, okay. I don't know if you know, Deerhorn Valley, yep. like out there. So when you're driving back, you're on a one lane road, like you're in one lane, the opposite traffic's in the other lane. And we were having all sorts of shit. Like this wasn't a night that we like, there's a dude, Oh, it's a bush, but you have all night like that. Right. You start, you're driving home in the dark. Mm -hmm. Right. And a coyote ran out in front of us. Right. And I mean, whatever, like, Oh shit. Like coyote. Oh God. You know? And like we swerved and he jumped into the middle of the road and he just kept running and he was like running like the same direction. Well, like I had slowed down at this point, so I wasn't going to hit him, but he wouldn't move. Like he wouldn't get away. He wouldn't go away. He wouldn't do whatever. He was just staying in the center of the road and running along. And so finally, like I, I sped up and then he scared off. Right. And I was like, man, that was fucking weird. Like never seen a, a coyote do that before. You know, yeah. like usually they run across, they don't run down the road with you, you know, it's cause it wasn't a coyote. Well, so whatever. Okay. Here's, here's the thing that happened. Right. And we're like, oh man. And so the whole drive home, we're like, dude, that was fucking weird. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we get back to our buddy's house where my friend has dropped his car off. Right. So I'm driving everybody back to their cars. My buddy whose house we go to, he goes to bed, me and my other friend, we're now leaving. I'm in my car. He's in his. And it's like old, old town Bonita, you know, like out by the mall. Out yeah. In, yeah. Out, out by Plaza. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, it's like in the, in the nooks and crannies out there and we're leaving. And the way that these, like they're old streets where they're literally just a road. There's no lanes. It's just curvy, windy roads in between houses. And these are all like old farm, well, not farmhouses, but like they've got big, big lots, like their homes on big lots and they have big fences and all this stuff. And I mean, it's like one street lamp every like once in a while. So it's pretty dark, you know? And so I'm driving my buddy's in his car behind me. Right. And I've got my big red, like pathfinder. Like that was my, my big SUV that I had at the time, which I guess isn't that big now, but big to me. 
So I was driving and I turned this corner and this corner is right underneath the streetlight. So I, I'm driving down and it's like, you're going downhill and then you make this turn and it levels out. So I make the turn, right. And I'm about just to enter into like the apex of the turn and the biggest owl I've ever seen in my life literally lands in front of me. Right. So for starters, I'm like, oh shit. Like, and I'm thinking like, oh fuck. And I slam on my brakes. Cause I don't know what it is. I you're, just see something you're alone, right? I'm alone in my car, but my yeah. buddy is right behind me Oh, okay, okay. in his car. Well, so I slam on my brakes and I think, holy shit. Like I'm about to hit an animal. Right. So I stop and I'm thinking like, it's like, at first I didn't know what it was. And then as I'm looking at it, I'm staring at this thing okay, and Batman. it is the biggest owl I've ever seen. And I couldn't tell you what type. Right. Like it wasn't a barn owl. It wasn't a horned owl. It was just this big gray owl. Right. For starters, it was gray, gray and black. I know that for a fact because I stared at it and <laughs> like, and I'm looking and it's underneath a light. Like it's literally like I see it clear as fucking day. Like I know it's an owl. Yeah. Right. And, and it's I'm thinking, and it's nighttime. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, th it's like four in the morning at this point. Oh shit. And I'm thinking to myself, like, has it like jumped down? Cause you know, when owls, like they grab something, they're like, their wings are out. Yeah, yeah. And this thing is sitting there hunched over with its wings out, right? Like completely. And it looks like, I'm trying to think, like, it looks like this, like, like, you know, like when, when vultures do that, like they poof out their wings. Yeah. When they, they hook up their wings. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. like bring them out and they fucking kind of like move back and forth. And that's what it was doing. It was just sitting in front of me doing that. Was it looking at you? Yeah. Str what, oh, what straight color, at me. What color were its eyes? Black. They were black, completely black. If they were red, I'd say that you saw a Mothman. No, I know, I know. That's yeah. So that's that's, exactly yeah. where my brain was. I no, was no, like, no, you no. saw so a fucking Mothman. No, no. So <laughs> that's that's what I couldn't get over was that its eyes were completely black. Ugh. Like normally, there's a ring. Like they're like they're yeah, yellow, yeah. You know, or like yellow or blue if they're the mm. barn owls, right? They were, and it wasn't like <sighs> he was in light. So if his eyes were dilated. They wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he was in light yeah. Down, yeah. and it was just black and his head wasn't moving. His head was just locked onto me. So like the body's moving. The body, the wings are kind of moving side to side and he's kind of like, bitch over. well, no. So, I mean, no, that's the thing is <laughs> well, like, we don't play this dude. Yet. Well, and that's, and that's what was so weird was like, I was, I wasn't scared, but I wasn't moving. But you were just like, what? I was just what? standing there. I was just standing. I was waiting. Like in my head, I was waiting for it to fly away, yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm just sitting there staring at this thing. Right. So eventually right like after like a couple seconds right of me staring at this thing i'm like jesus fuck like and i literally i'm like what the fuck and right as i say that it fuck woof, and it goes up right it fucking flies away right but well it flies up into like the street lamp and i can't see it anymore and so i'm like oh shit so i go to put my you know i go to like oh man and i go i grab my steering wheel and i i check that it's in drive like you know i just like for some reason i just went to check and my buddy is banging on my window and I look over and I'm like, whoa, what's up? And I was like, did you see that fucking owl? He's like, yeah. Why the fuck were you staring at it for 10 minutes? And I was like, what? And he's like, you've been sat here for 10 minutes. How long was he outside your car banging on the window? I don't know. Like that's that. Cause like, you know, at that point I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I was right, like, right, right, right. He's every, like, every dude, he's <laughs> like, dude, we have been, he's like, I was parked behind you for 10 minutes. And he's like. And there was, and he's like, and all I saw was I saw you slam on the fucking brakes and there were two giant fucking wings on either side of your car. So this thing was that big, right? Like, and then that's, so that's the thing, right? It was big, 
its wingspan was wider than my car, right? So like the size thing is not registering to me until he starts to explain it to me. Its head was above my hood and its wings were wider than my car. My, my headlights were in its wing pits, right? So its body was literally the width of my headlights. Right, 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 right. So this owl, right? And that's the thing is like, I talked to my, I was like standing there and I was like, what do you fucking mean? I sat there for 10 minutes. He's like, dude, he's like, you stopped. And he's like, and I saw these giant fucking wings from either side of it. And he's like, and I backed up. He's like, I backed up my car. Cause I figured you were going to back up. He's like, and then I stopped and you were sat there for another like eight minutes. And he's like, and I've just been sitting here waiting. And he's like, I yeah. And he's thing. like, he's <laughs> like, when it flew, he's like, when I didn't see the wings anymore, I walked over here. And, and, you know, banged on the window. And I was like, it was an owl. And he's like, bullshit. He's like, there's no way an owl is that big. He's like, its wings were on either side of your car. He's like, I could see it. Right. And I was like, I, I, I don't know. And like, at that point, like, that's when we started and like realized the size of this thing. And I told him, I was like, dude, its head didn't move. I was like, it was looking right at me. And he's like, I don't know, man, we need to fucking leave now. Oh, yeah. And we left. Right. And so- like. No idea what it like. This thing was enormous. Like, like it was a big out. Like, and that's Man. the thing is like my brain, like nothing registered. Like I stopped and was like, Oh, there's a big fucking owl. And I was like, wow, it's staring at me. I'm staring at it. Oh fuck. Okay. I flew away. Let's go. And in like that amount of time, like that's how much time passed in my brain. Mm-hmm. But we were sat there for like 10, 15 minutes. Like, and this thing was bigger than my SUV. So there's this whole theory. Aliens. No. Okay. I've heard that one. That, like, and then my ass hurt. Yeah. Well, there's a whole <laughs> there, there, thing of like owls or aliens. Like you look into its eyes and then it really, like, yeah. So there, so there's this whole thing about animals. It, 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 usually it's deer. That's not a deer. Like that's a deer, but that isn't acting like a deer. Right. And there, there's a phenomenon where essentially deers, like they get like a wasting disease. So they look like zom- they're alive, but they look like zombies. But yeah, they're like covered in warts and shit. Yeah, they, 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 like yeah, like it's a weird deer disease. Literally, just look up zombie deer and you'll see it. Yep. But anyway, so this theory is that lots of animal. This theory is that there is so so. Uh, uh, fuck. Okay, so there's something called the uncanny valley. You guys both know what the uncanny valley is. No. Okay, so the closer a facsimile of of humanity gets to looking like an actual human, there's like a curve where it goes up. Like so, like dolls and like Cabbage Patch and all that. They're like kind of cutesy and anime. It's kind of cutesy, big eyes, small mouth, kind of cutesy. And then you dip into this valley called the Uncanny Valley, where it's it's beginning to resemble humanity too much, and we have like a fear reaction to it. Like a good example would be real dolls. Some people are freaked out by real dolls, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they look too human. So there's so that that phenomenon is called the Uncanny Valley. It uncannily resembles a human to a point where it freaks. Yeah, us out. I'm not gonna lie. If I saw a sex doll in my room at two in the morning, and I, I like looked over at it, and I'm oh, 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 well, I. I mean, but it, like real dolls is one thing like mannequins. Yeah, manne- I think mannequins, mannequins is a more like m- more people are like Ew. around mannequins. Right. You right. Know? Espe- especially if somebody spent a lot of time making a mannequin look human. Yeah. Uh, but my I, mom had one and like it was in a room and scared the shit out of me every time I walked in there. Yeah. What was the name of that one movie where the mannequin would come alive? It was supposed to be like a mannequin. Where like the woman falls in love with him. Yeah. 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 I was like, this is creepy as fuck. So, <laughs> so that, that phenomenon is called the uncanny Valley. So there's a theory that the reason we are afraid of things that look human 
is that we have a predator that we don't know about anymore, or we had a predator in our past that was really, really good at mimicking us. Bigfoot. It can mimic the way we talked. It can mimic the sounds we make. It can mimic the way Want we look. Candy. I'm telling you, man, Bigfoot. So there's an alternate theory to that, that, these things, whatever they are, and Windigo is usually Windigo and Skinwalkers yeah, are usually skinwalkers. Always like shapeshifters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They also mimic animals, and and what they're trying to do, like in your situation, is they're trying to get you to get out of the car because it can't get into your car. Yeah. But if you get out of your car, you're dead. Right. Your buddy gets out of his car, he's dead. You guys are at that point food. So it tries to entice you by doing this weird stuff that triggers that curiosity part of your brain. The only mm. thing I'm curious about is how long it's going to take me to fucking run its ass over. Yeah, oh, no, I, I would have leaned out the car and fired. I would like, well, like I said, fuck, but that's you're either you're either a trophy on the wall, <laughs> or you're not there. No, but like, <laughs> like that's the thing is like, I mean, you know me, I'm that type of person too. But that it just I wasn't I wasn't there. It's four in the morning. Yeah, well, I'm four it, in the morning. I'm and li- it could it's literally owl, like it could literally be triggering your like flight or flight response. And mm-hmm. you might be on that spectrum in the, un, whatever it is, the uncanny Valley or right, whatever right, it right. is, where it actually, it's dead stopping you, but that's your survival yeah, instinct thing, is well, don't get out of the car. Don't break eye contact. Don't get out. Of yeah. Cause I mean like that was my thing was like, I didn't move. And like, normally like I'm that person that's like, I'm like, what is that? I need to go out there and freaking punch it in the face or, you know what I mean? Like, like I told you about that, like what I thought was a person in the room and I was like, I'm not punch it. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm normally that type of person, but this was like, this was one of the few times in my life where I literally was just like, Stunned. what do I do? Al- like Alan, what, it, like Alan I'm, I'm waiting in the back of your head. Like I'm waiting for it. I was waiting for it to fly away. Yeah. You know, like it's an owl, like it should fly away. But the fact that like one, the time, like I didn't know, like 10 minutes doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're sitting there staring at an time. animal, it's a that's long a long time. time. Like normally when you think of like, when you catch a wildlife, you're like, Oh dear. Oh, it's gone. Like yeah. this was like, like I was just locked on this thing. Mm. I think your entire story took less than 10 minutes to share. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean like that, it's it, a long like, that's a long to time to be sat, you know? And like, I just, and also the size of it, it didn't register in my brain. Like, Hey, here's this owl that's bigger. That's above my hood. You know what I mean? You you were just like, it's a big ass bird. Yeah. I was like, that's a big owl. Like this thing was literally the size of a fucking ostrich. Like that would have fucking terrified me. Yeah, exactly. It's that, that Jurassic park, the Jurassic park taught you well. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it, it's sites based on movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was crazy. It was one of those things where it was just like, like, oh, it, crazy, like man. I'm usually very perceptive. And the fact that like, I didn't notice how long I was sitting there. I didn't notice how big it was, you know, like all of those things to where like, I was scared. Like I spooked when everybody knocked on the window. Yeah. You know, like that you doesn't, yeah, that doesn't happen to me often, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I, it I is, never, man. and it never blinked. And that, that was the owl that never the owl that never blinks. It never blinked. It didn't blink once the entire time. You know, that's great. I, it's, it's, that's dope. Yeah, I like, like again, like your no story, expla- yeah. no explanation. Like, yeah. like it, to this day, like even you talking about like skinwalker or whatever, whatever, I'm still like, I don't know. But like the whole thing, like no explanation. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know it, it, being somebody who has a lot of native American based beliefs. I don't know whether or not I think that Wendigos and skinwalkers exist. I mean, like it's an interesting thought experiment, but I don't know right. if I believe in that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But that, and that's like, like I've heard of the moth, man. Like that was the first thing I thought. No, like, I was like, if it had, if it had red eyes, like, my man. What, what, what's yeah. Mothman? 
Uh, Mothman was a phenomenon that was seen. You should watch the movie. Yeah, you should watch the movie Nicolas Cage. But uh, essentially, it's not Nicolas Cage. It's a uh, uh, um, is it Dent? No, not Dennis uh, what's Quaid. His name? It's the guy from Pretty Woman. Charlie Sheen? No, Pretty Woman. No, I, I think I, I got a face. I don't have. Wow, my brain is not. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. Some 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 dude. He was in. Uh, he was in Pretty Woman. So anyway, the, the Mothman is a phenomenon that was seen by many people. Uh, and then a bridge collapsed, and the the idea is that the Mothman was like a harbinger, like like a warning sign. We can we can we can do a Mothman episode. We should. I think we should. Mothman episode would be interesting. I think we should do we should do an episode. Excuse me. We should do an episode based on woodland urban legends. Mothman okay, like is pine, one of those. like Pine Barren stuff. Jersey Devil. Yeah. Bigfoot. Like things yeah, like Blair dope. Witch. Oh yeah. Oh, Blair Witch. Oh my god, such a Blair good Witch. fucking movie. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love Blair Witch. Scared the fuck out of me when I was scared the fucking shit out of me. Yeah. When I was it's a, it's one of the it's one of the movies that I'll go back and watch every once in a while. Have you good. seen the new one? No. Oh, it's good. Is it? It's good. Fuck. I like it. The la- the last you like know, ten get... minutes are kind of like eh. But the, la- they they the last the witch, ten, the yeah, last, they, yeah, like they show the, the witch, and that's kind of like eh. But like the last ten minutes. So so my significant other watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I came in towards the tail end, like the well, probably the last thirty minutes, and I was yeah, like, this is kind of dumb. Like, is that is that the one where they're in the basement? Yeah, like, and they're like, like, in the basement, no, like they're facing in like, yeah, the, the wall or whatever. Yeah. The whole thing, the best part about it was it, it does one of those in my, one of my favorite horror movie tricks, which is so genius. It just never becomes day. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it turns night, stays night. Yep. It's been like three days, been night Still the whole night. time. <laughs> like, night. To me, that is the most, fu- that is the, the most terrifying thing you can do like for a movie right. that you don't have to do anything. My, my favorite little movie trick is when they set the focal length of the camera to be steady, but then they move the camera back. So like the hallway and long gates. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. fucking love that. Yeah. All right. So we are going to continue with our exploration of all things existentially dreadful. Urban legends and myths have been a part of cities and cultures for as long as we've gathered in groups and tried to calm ourselves while huddled around a burning fire. Last time we covered Nurgle. This time we're going to cover Zinch, who, for those of you that don't know, Zinch is the god, the, the chaos god of change, of schemes. A uh, giant murder chicken. A giant murder chicken. Katya was a low-level administratum adept. Her job had her focusing on cataloging and tracking logistical data for Innsmouth Hive's mid-level manufactorums. Some of the data that she had access to went back hundreds, if not thousands of years. Imperial trade records being bloated archives that not many understood the depth or width of. At some point in Innsmouth's past, a glitch in a cogitator matrix had opened up a vulnerability into the wider Innsmouth data network, giving those who knew about it, or those who had the ability to stumble into it, access to the entire Hive's backups. This included highly protected and often classified data, such as Arbides records, Hive nobility household networks, astropathic relay messages, and even inquisitorial archives. These things had never interested Katya, but everybody knew and everybody talked about him. During one of her many late night data entry sessions, Kat stumbled upon a weird designation, K-A-T-1-4. At first she brushed it off, but over time this began to puzzle her, giving her that nagging at the edge of her mind, ever present, like the buzzing of static over a radio, or the need to finish a puzzle you lost when you were merely a child. 
Days or even months passed before, with horror, she realized the truth. She was KAT-14. With a rush of horror, she dipped into her local cameras. Her mind focused into a brutal spike, which shattered the closest servo skull's firewall like a brick thrown through a glass window. She took control and slowly began to pan the servo skull around in a small circle before it finally came to rest on an emaciated body. The woman that lay in Kat's digital vision may have once been a recognizable 25 or 26-year-old. Before being entombed and intravenously fed while her body atrophied and her physical form was ravaged, the form now hung, stripped bare, suspended inside its cylindrical cage of metal ribs, hair long ago fallen out, the skin of her body no longer healthy enough to hold the follicles, skin turning translucent, easily exposing the blue sluggish pumping of blood, which mixed with the neon sickly green of artificial life support. Wires and pipes snaked into her nose, burrowed into her veins, and violated her modesty. An iron plaque was bolted above shriveled breasts, bearing the sequence KAT-14. Her entire life had been a lie, a simulation to keep her higher functioning brain focused on processing the moving of massive amounts of imperial data from one network to another. She didn't know where her memories ended and this parody of control took over. Had she tested too high in some aptitude test? Had she ever had the lush and ankle-length red hair she was known for? Had she ever kissed Johnny under the murder bowl bleachers? She screamed soundlessly, a psychic echo shaking the local system and crashing data, transfers, and power grids for blocks. As the power was sucked from every system, the servo skull smashed to the deck, its last recorded image of her body showing her physical mouth agape in a silent scream of rage and terror. As the power systems began to recover, Kat remembered an ancient document, something she'd ignored years ago. No, maybe it was only cycles. Wait, minutes? Hours? Time had begun to lose its meaning. She couldn't trust her memories of the days past. She had been doomed, her life stolen, her mind forced into place of a cogitator. How many nights had she flirted with staying after her shift ended and reading into these old documents? How many times had she resisted the urge to dip into forbidden knowledge? Now that she knew the truth, she could manipulate the cycles, shunt her inactive mind into the endless repetition and movement of data entry, while her active mind could steal microseconds, then seconds, later minutes, and even hours, poring over long-forgotten Ordos Hereticus files, devouring the knowledge she was always ignored. Darius hated this stretch of his shift. The long open areas in these galleries always creeped him out. Even with a last pistol and shock maul at his side, the long and shifting shadows which clung to the emaciated bodies of the servitors always made his skin crawl. It had been about a month ago when the power had died and the servo skull network had crashed. This entire district had to be patrolled in person now while the network was being repaired. He swore he heard whispers on his first day, and a few days later, he would have sworn his entire week's pay that one of the female servitors had been humming. But no matter how much he reported to the captain, all he got was ignored and given more shifts through these body farms among these ghostly pale parodies of lost humanity strung up like so much grox meat hung to bleed dry. Tonight was the worst. The power was flickering, and static lightning had leapt from his shock maul to his electronic torch shorting it out plunging him into this weird twilight of blue, red, and green flickering indicator lights. 
Worse yet, his auspecs had been acting up, pinging back movement. Either it was on the fritz or someone was down here fucking around again. Probably damn ganger kids betting each other to touch servitor bodies or trying to get up the nerve to tag several of them with their gang signs. Something flashed by the row of bodies a few feet from him. In the brief flickering of light, it looked like a leathery disc with batlings, almost swimming through the air. And he really needed to stay away from the calf. Too many stims were playing tricks on his eyes. Must have been a warmonger clad in that leather armor. This, this could get messy. He thumbed a request for backup before drawing his last pistol as he approached the corner. Another flash of movement drawing his attention to a few rows behind him. This time, a flurry of naked flesh, and he swore four pink limbs behind a leering face that came out from behind the naked torso of an old man that then vanished down the row. He paused, unsure of where to go, his aspects showing movement all around him. Suddenly, a gout of multicolored flame lit up the gallery, startling Darius, who stumbled backwards into the body of a woman hung in a tangle of pipes and cables. His gun trapped and twisted from his grip, and just as suddenly as it had come, the fire started to fade. The sound of the aspects, the fire, the lights even flickered and steadied, his torch even snapping back into life. Too late, he noticed that the body he pressed against felt supple, the breasts full, the skin warm and light, his mind at once rebelling against the idea and screaming that the bodies here should feel like frail paper bags of bone, not the warm, soft, and comforting embrace of a lover. He felt a warm and wet pressure at his neck, like a gentle kiss, a warmth and contentment began to wash over his senses. Behind him crouched in her hanging harness like a spider, her arms draped around his body, Katya smiled, her blind eyes burning with a swirl of purple and blue fire as her tongue burrowed deep into Darius's jugular, drinking in his essence. Her body, despite what his senses were telling him, was still an emaciated husk, her belly beginning to descent as she consumed his life-giving blood. As she drank from him, the wires and pipes fell from her body. Her skin knitted back together and began to flush with color and warmth, the same color and warmth that he had felt in his last moments of life. Finally emptied, she dropped the husk of Darius's body, now not much more than a leather sack holding hollowed bones. She still hovered a foot over the deck, her nude body now that of a revered and lusted-after goddess. The gifts of change... She now embraced, coursing through the blood she had stolen and the secret magics of endless life and power, now hers to command in her, in her master's name. She came to stand at the deck of the gallery, red hair slowly growing from her head, hanging down to her ankles, even as a mound of red hair grew to keep her modesty. A feathered shawl materialized about her shoulders, clasped over a dress whose neck plunged to below her navel, a silver triple-headed vulture. Her eyes slowly returned to a green and blue swirling hue, no longer a flame and blinding. She reached a hand with blood red nails down, resting them on top of a blue on top of the head of a blue monstrosity, not much more than a mess of arms and legs, nude in its inhumanity. Fire belched from its wide grin as it held up a las pistol and an auspex and a parody of the Arbides that laid dead and crumpled at its feet. The Auspex's green screen began pinging out a jaunty tune as movement swallowed the entire deck. So that was a taste of a sorceress who may or may not be wandering the Underhive 
of In's mouth. And it looks like Kevin running around naked. And Kevin running around, yeah. <laughs> and the blue horror named Kevin running around naked. <laughs> a massive limbs. <laughs> a massive limbs and red hair. <laughs> God damn, that's a lot of ankles, boy. Kevin's Why you got like naked. 10 ankles on them legs? <laughs> Kevin's running around naked again. <laughs> so... To follow or to finish out our episodes, we've had a couple of requests from our amazing patrons to bring back our hobby progress segment that we used to do at the end of our earlier episodes. Oh, really? So um, I guess we'll we'll start checking in again on on what we're getting done. Marky, what what has been your current project? Uh, my current project, I was working on a uh, Shinork. A Chinook, okay. Chinook, that is. Uh, I'm gonna. What use the Chinook is that, or the <laughs> Shafuck? What is the Shafuck? Is that? <laughs> it is a like a dual rotor, dual rotor. It's a stupid dual way rotor. of saying Chinook. Dual rotor <laughs> helicopter. That's why I said Shafuck. Okay. <laughs> stupid, stupid way of saying it. <laughs> it's a orky, heli- orky bullshit. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> helicopter that I'm gonna run is like a Daka jet or a Wasbam. That, that's Waz-bomb. awesome, man. Uh, I got like 20 orc commandos that I gotta. I got to paint. paint up. I put them all together. Got to paint them that up. That kill team box getting yeah. good. I finished all my Kriegsmen, which I'm going to put together. Or I'm sorry, I'm going to paint as Steel Legion. Oh, very cool. And um, I finished all of my orc terrain. Have it all primed. Working on details right now. So. Yeah, it looks pretty. Looks pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So. We should. Uh, we'll share up some pictures. Yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah, I think least. I threw some up on the Instagram, but yeah. uh, the I can I can post some more later ones. Once it's a little more finished. Beast, how about you? What you been working on recently? Cars. Yeah, hey, the cars. Van, the van. Yeah. Cars. Yeah, basically my my truck died, so I've just been working on cars. Uh, I bought I bought a new I bought a van, and then it broke down. So, been doing that. <laughs> um, the, the big hobby project, yeah, the making sure uh, a vehicle runs. My motorcycle, also, I got that back up and running. Oh, awesome, man! That's In the span of a ass. week, I have like almost overhauled a van and uh, and a motorcycle. So, Damn, dude! Yeah, uh, but model wise, uh, tonight I just built a battle. I built the HMS Hood, which is a battleship. It's in one four hundred scale to go with my squadron leader game. Very cool. Uh, so we can give us some anti shipping. Yeah, I've had a Gundam sitting in my closet for like eight years. Yeah, yeah, like, I've had fuck, this. Man, I've had these... this model since I was in high school. So yeah. it's, it's these... nice to finally build it. That's crazy, man. One of these uh, awesome. streams, I'll put it together. Right, <laughs> right, and, right. Uh, and I also, I'm trying to trying to get Chaos Knights going. It's a slow, slow process. Yeah, yeah well, I just yeah. haven't. I just haven't been in the mood for yeah, it. Yeah, like, you gotta enjoy it. I mean, you don't want to force yourself to yeah. like, a hobby something that you exactly. Have. Well, and like I take a lot of pride in that. Exactly. Yeah, and I just haven't had the drive for it. So I'm like, I'm not. Although tonight was cool. I mean, I got to, I brought, I brought the battleship because I was like, this is an easy model for me to build. And I mean, you know, I like building. Yeah. Uh, but then I also yeah, brought yeah. the the knight. Uh, because I was like, oh, I'll make some green stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, there you go, man. So I ended up making some horns for for that. But that's it. That's all I've been up to. Yeah. It hits me in waves, honestly. Like yeah. the whole hobby bug thing. Like uh, sometimes I'm like, dude, I can't paint today. I can't put shit together today. But I mean, in that what was it last week, I put together 20 commandos. That's awesome. Work, that's terrain, awesome. If I hit that terrain out in like a day, if I didn't have to be working on cars, I, I would have been working on my airplane. Uh, you know what I mean? I would have been doing a bunch of hobby stuff, but <laughs> stuff you'd rather be working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trust me, man. I've been covered in grease for like fucking eight days. That's cool, though. Those are skills that I don't have. Same. I couldn't. I couldn't rebuild a. I couldn't rebuild an engine or get a motorcycle running again for the yeah, life my, of me. So uh, that's awesome, pre- man. My oil pressure gauge keeps going down every time I stop, and I was like, 
Uh, let me take a picture of that. And I was like, <laughs> if I could send it to my dad, like, hey, what the fuck's wrong with your shit? <laughs> He's like, oil. oh, it's an oil pressure sensor. It's easy to replace. I'm like, cool. Then you it should sure, be cheap, have right? You, have you checked the oil? Uh, no. I'm you like, should check the oil because uh, yeah, that yeah. means you don't have any. Well, it it, uh, it, it goes back up to I know, normal. I know. Oh, so even then. Yeah. yeah okay. That's a, if it's when you stop, that's when it all settles. Right. Yeah, so if it settles yep. and it goes down, that yep. means all of your oil's not there. Right. Yeah. But it's not leaking and it doesn't burn oil. So, I mean, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't you're, you're probably not out. You're probably lower than you should be. Oh, yeah, and so. at yeah. some point, you'll start causing damage to your pistons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because think about it this way, right? The also, more, the more, the dirtier the oil is, the thicker it becomes. So yeah. then, therefore, the less volume, uh, you know, the less there is because it's all clumped together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, check your oil. Yeah, check your oil, man. Tell Chris not to drive it. Don't fucking drive it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just driving up here, dude. I had to pull over to make sure I wasn't leaking coolant. Yeah. So for uh for my hobby progress, I have been working on the Exodites. I got all of my Wraith axes painted. I got all of my Wraith Guard painted, and I started working on my Shadow Specters, and I started working on some of the dinosaurs. Nice. Dinosaurs. I post up I post up pictures pretty regularly on Discord. Not Discord. Twitter. Pretty regularly on Twitter and pretty regularly on Instagram. So yeah, check us, check us out. So yeah, that brings us to a close for this session of Loris Obscurus. Although we have many more of our own spooky doogie stories, we want to hear yours. Please send us your ghost stories, strange sightings, cryptids, creepypastas, or urban legends from around the hive. The best way to get those to us is to email us at underthehiveofmadness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com. But we also have an amazing and growing community on Discord. Yeah, the absolute best way to get a hold of us, we're pretty much always on. I haven't been lately, but we are pretty much always on there, and it's very, very active. It's popping, some would say. Yeah, we have a project there called The Hive Project where you can actually help us and influence the way that Innsmouth Hive's own lore grows. We've uh, named a second hive and there's been some questions to actually name the world. So that might be happening soon. If you like the podcast and want to help us stand out in the algorithm, please follow us on Spotify, like and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you find your podcasts. Reviews, likes, shares, and all of that stuff help us a lot when trying to stand apart from the other podcasts in the algorithm. As we grow our audience, more and more options will open up for us. So that's definitely a focus that we want to continue to see. You can help us a little bit more directly over on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash under the hive of madness. We have polls and a lot of other things. You can join our growing rank of four armed rats at the $3, $6 or $9 levels. We've got some information there to explain how all of those work, and we are planning on releasing some more stuff here in the near future. Join us Friday nights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for all sorts of Warhammer 40k content and goodness. Find out more about us and connect with our various social media projects through our website under the hive of madness.com or check out our link tree, which is link tree slash under the hive. Camarades, it isn't looking good for us tonight. Our barricade is now a superheated slag pool, and the madness driven shouting of the glass eater cultists has reached a fever pitch. Thankfully, Beast just happens to have brought all of our firearms, meaning we get to practice our favorite activity, shooting, shooting our, our way out. out. 
With any luck and a lot of expended shells, 665.66 UHMR Chemrat Radio will be back a little more singed, a little more bruised, but a hell of a lot more wicked. When in the company of an Arbides and a four-armed emperor, remember, you don't have to outrun the four-armed emperor, you just have to trip an Arbides. They really do eat glass. They're, they're totally eating glass. That one's eating a light bulb. <laughs> I'm going to eat that one. <laughs>